Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name's Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchvictoria.com, or you can check us out at Facebook at facebook.com slash vctchurch. If you're listening to this via the Heart and Hands podcast, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we post a video. Those videos, more of those videos should be coming at some point. We're uh, finishing up with the whole tech upgrade and everything like that. So they I should so. they should be coming around uh, shortly. If you are interested in supporting this, uh, this podcast, these videos, I want to encourage you to go to our website. There's a donate button there and you can uh, partner with us in this ministry. Um, it, you know, it's, it's great. We, we've had some people do that so far and it's been fantastic. It's great to see that support. Um, but again, this is a fully funded ministry via yep. Central Church of Christ. So really what we're, we're offering is a partnership so you can partner with us as we spread Absolutely. the gospel and, and spread the, the message of the word. So we're going to be in uh, Genesis chapter 30. We're going to continue where we left off last week. And, and something else, too. If we're, a, you know, it, we're, we're going to put together some counseling things at some point. I mm-hmm. think we got those in the works. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, you know, a lot of that stuff's going to be free. We're not going to charge for a lot of that stuff. No. And so, you know, we're, we're here to just teach the truth. We're just trying to teach the gospel and, and try to give you a working knowledge of the Old Testament and New Testament together. And, and uh, you know, but that, but that donating, that's, that's to be partners with us. That's what that is. That's not us asking for money. We don't, we don't need money from, from anybody. But uh, people do want to, want to support us because they believe we're doing the right thing. So, and that's, that's, a, that's great. It's awesome. Well, and, you know, Paul makes it clear when you give to ministries such as these, you're partnering with them. And so you're partnering not just in in what we're doing here, but in everything that we do at Central. And so we've got some we've got some exciting ministry opportunities coming up in the fall. We're planning right now, and um, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what what the Lord's going to do. Yeah, me too. So. All right. Well, you ready? Let's pray. pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity we have to uh, to record again and record another text uh, out of the about another text out of, out of the book of Genesis. We're grateful, Father, for this, this, this venue. We're thankful for all the technological things that we've, that we've been working on and, and seem like we're getting a handle on. And I pray, Father, that, uh, that our audience will, will notice uh, some, some new things that we're going to be doing down the road. Just thank you for that, Father. We pray your, for those that are watching. We pray that you bless them. And if there's anything that, that we need to do or say, that, uh, that you might make that known and we might get that done. Uh, Father, if there's any of them that, out there that need our help, I pray, Father, that they'll, uh, they'll have the courage to call or to, to get a hold of us so that we can know what it is that they need us to pray about or need us to need us to talk to them about. Just uh, thank you. Bless us, Father, tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to, like I said, we're going to meet in Genesis 30. We're in the midst of a, to borrow your vernacular, a train wreck uh, with an airplane no, I that's said, I, crushed you, into I, it. I, I said the guy's a pig. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I said one of his wives, an ugly woman. I did say all that. I'm not going to back off of it, but yeah, it is. It is. A, no, I said it's a train wreck waiting for an airplane to crash into it. You know, and and that actually brings me to the question for tonight, brother. Um, so let me ask, you've been you've been an elder in the Lord's church for many many years. Yep. You've seen families go through. Have you ever seen anything like this? Where not not to this ex, not like exactly like this, but where Every decision you see a family making is just sowing yes. their destruction. Yeah, I've seen it. What do you do? There's not much you can do. Mm. You know, you you try. You you know, you can you can get involved in their lives. 
and uh, and you can you can warn them when when something is not gonna it's not gonna go well because you know from experience you've seen it you've seen it happen in other people's lives and you you can you can try to stop it you can counsel with them you can become their friends and and we as an eldership have done that many times uh, and just and you just watch it implode and you know there's nothing you can do the outside people really don't know they see one part they see one little sliver of it and they and they think nothing's being done or nobody's done anything or, or oh my god he, he's such a he's such an awful person and uh, because they're hearing from one from the woman or they're hearing from the man about the woman and and you know you know things you can't tell and you know it's imploding you know it is and you know because you know because everybody they're in a decision being made that's a good decision they're all bad everything they're making is bad based one decision based on based on made after one bad thing and then another bad decision based on another bad thing and pretty soon it becomes chaotic what are, what are the root of these bad decisions like what what is the kind of the mindset or the focus of these people making the decisions not listening to god not not being to god. not being focused on god we just we were in our friday night class and we were looking at john chapter 8 and 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 uh, and he t- and he's going to say four things in that text in that text and one of them is is uh, you've got to hold on to the teaching to be a disciple you got to hold on to the teaching and then the next one we looked at was you have to make room in your heart for the things that God's going to say because we all bring those things and our hearts are all filled up with all the nonsense. You know, maybe from, we, we looked at other, uh, other religious things, that we, but it's filled up with all kinds of nonsense and you've got to open your heart up and let, let this stuff go and people won't do that. It's a, it's, it can be time consuming. It can be very intrusive. You know how it is to open your heart up and move out stuff that's been there for a long, long time, been there for ages and ages and ages. Maybe your ter- parents, your grandparents taught you and you bought into all this all this narrative and then you look around and say, man, well, that's not doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense because it's not the truth. Kind of like, uh, you know, I, I've seen the attitude oftentimes, you know, well, my your grandfather had an anger problem. My father had an anger problem. So I'm just going to have an anger yeah. problem, and that's what it is. Yeah. Kind of that or type of thing. I've made the statement. I, I went to the jail, and I teach them about what God says to do, and it was different than what they've been taught to do in their whole lives. And they said, well, my grandfather died. You th- say my grandfather didn't go to hell. I said, I didn't know your grandfather. I don't have any idea. It's not my job. He said, well, what you're asking me to do is, is to go against what my parents taught me my whole life. And I said, no, what I'm asking you to do is listen to what God said and apply what God said to your life. I don't know about all the rest of that stuff. But, you know, the problem was I can't do this because this is going to say that my grandfather was wrong. Oh. And I remember a specific guy that did that and said, my grandfather, that, you're saying my grandfather's wrong. I said, I didn't know your grandfather. I don't know, have any idea. I said, I know what, what God says for us to do. That's all I know. And I said, you've got to be willing to do that. Well, he wasn't willing to open his heart up and let some of the stuff that got, that, you know, every one of our houses got clutter in it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you just moved into a house. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it's already got clutter in oh, it. Oh, yeah, sure. It's got stuff that, you, that you've saved. The garage gets full of stuff. And you look around one day and you say, what I got this for? This stuff's all just this is nonsense. Well, when people get to that point where you're asking the question, it's because they got so much clutter in their life and they won't open their heart up and let God in. Mm. And so they start basing their decisions based on the clutter, uh, the spiritual clutter, the physical clutter, the, the, the cultural clutter in our lives. And then I won't, they won't hold on to the teaching of Jesus. And he says very clearly, he said, if you hold on to my teaching, you'll be my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's the, what's the implication? Well, if I don't hold on to the teaching, 
I'm not going to be a disciple, and I won't know the truth. Hmm. And the truth can't set me free. That's right. Well, that's, that's exactly his audience said, well, we've never enslaved anybody. He said, yeah, you are. You're slaves to sin. <laughs> yeah. Because you're listening to your father. What he was telling them is, your father's not the father. Your father's Satan. Right. And he tells them that in that text. And so that's what I've seen. And I think the other guys would say the same thing. When, when you won't hold on to what God says to do, uh, you're, 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 you're going to listen to Satan, and you're going to let Satan tell you, and he's going to dictate exactly the opposite. Well, and he's going to tell you. I mean, we, we just had this study. He's going to tell you, you know better. Yeah. You know best. Yeah. I mean, that's, what he, that's essentially what he and told that's me. that's a lie, he tells It is a lie. Yeah. And that's the language he speaks. That's, John chapter 8 said the language he speaks is lies. Yeah. And, and so, murderer from the beginning. So when you mm-hmm. when you see people doing this stuff, and you see, and then you see the husband or the wife or both making bad decisions, then you start to see the children make bad decisions, because it perpetuates down. It, it kind of flows down down downstream, and you then you start to see the children, and pretty soon the whole family's in chaos. And, and well, we're going to see that here. Oh yeah, and I then, mean this is the beginning that, of it, but this goes all the way into with Joseph. Yep. Well, you asked me if I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. Yeah. Too many times I've seen it. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen it going that way, and then it stopped? Yep. What was the difference? They started listening to God. We're dealing with one right now. Mm, yeah. We're dealing with it right now. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a couple. It was it was broken, and it was in chaos, and it was not going to be it was not going to right itself until everybody got on the same page, and that's what happened. Well, you know, and that's a you know I, I love that you use it was chaos. That is a consistent biblical theme that we see. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in Genesis chapter one, with the spirit hovering over the waters, those waters represent chaos, chaos yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then even with Daniel, you remember the vision that Daniel will have, and these these uh, these horrible beasts come crawling up out of where the water, the, the chaos, chaos yeah. right? Out of the chaos. And so it's um, you know, God has been working against that chaos since the very beginning and he really is the only one who can bring order absolutely true. um and peace you know well, I, and what you're going to see here is you're going to see a family that's that's uh, chaotic at best you know i call it a train wreck but it's it's one bad decision after another bad decision and what we left with last week was is that if that's where your life is god can use you god has not abandoned you he used he, he gives us a great example here of using a family who is not making really good decisions and good choices and watching the life un- unravel itself and and uh, and yet he he's using them he's using he's using flaw he's using what did you say about qualified people oh yes he uh, he doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the call there you go yeah you know he, he that's not my quote I didn't but it, but if he <laughs> use, if he uses that. the if <laughs> if he's using these people. And we see, and he, we're going to see some. I mean, well, and, and you know, let's make it really clear too. I know we've we've had some fun with this text, and you know that. Oh, we're gonna have some more fun. Tonight. And we're we're gonna have some more fun with yeah. it. But I want I want you all to make sure you understand we're not having fun with it because we're making fun of these people. No, these people not. these people are hurt. They're broken, and they're hurting each other. And this is what people do. This is what people do. And we'll do. see it. And we'll and when we get into later chapters, we'll see. We it's going to come back. You have a mother who loves. Who loves? Uh, uh, you had a mother who loved one son and a father who loved another son, and now you've got one of the sons starting to his own family. What do you think he's bringing? That's right. He's well, got two wives, yeah. and one of them's having children, one of them isn't. Well, what do you think's going on in this family? There's chaos going on here. They are no different, though. I would say, and I and I th- and I know you would agree with me. They are no different 
than where we were at one point. Oh, absolutely. The only absolutely. the only difference between us and them is this is them. They have not really started following God yet. Now, look, God's involved with them, right? He's told Jacob this is going to be. But remember, Jacob still hasn't really turned. He said, if I come back, you're going to be my God in that vow, remember? Yeah. And then really, he starts making all these bad decisions. And then he starts making all these bad decisions. So Jacob really hasn't started following like he should just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we see that. We see that in all of their lives. But Abraham. His, but his grandfather didn't either. No, and it, and took, it took time, absolutely. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, don't think that because we might be poking fun at some of this nonsense and because we're, we're trying to have fun with it a little bit, but understand that we have the utmost respect and the utmost gravity Absolutely. for what this text represents. And these Absolutely. are re- these are people who are hurt, who are and, broken. And I, think, I think we told them that last week. Man, you know, and it's God not, uses flawed individuals. And it's not in any way that we think we're better. No, We know very not. well that... But for the grace of God, but for His intervention, I was a pig just like this. We said that <laughs> yeah. we were we were pigs we, just like this. We did, we did. But I want to clarify, yeah. um, based on the last episode, you know, I don't want anyone to think for one second that we think we're better because we're not. No. We are not. Um, it gives me great sense of hope. It gives. That's exactly what it does. So because I know I know what's coming, and I know how how I know that it's going to have to do what it does to get Jesus here. Right. I understand all that, and I'm thankful that He does use these people. Because Absolutely. because now we have a chance for a Well, and later on, the Jews are going to grab onto these people as if they were holier than holy, right? And the yeah. Pharisees will say in that text that you're referring to, well, Abraham's our father, as if this was some great accomplishment. And yeah. Christ is like, no, no. You, you don't get it. You no. know, you don't get it. Your righteousness doesn't come because of your bloodline. Your righteousness comes because of the faith that you're supposed to have in God. That's exactly right. And so anyway, um, yeah. let's let's get into it. So we're in Genesis chapter 30. And we're going to pick up in verse 7. I'm not sure if we left off from verse 7. Well, um, we, we, st- we left off with Bilhah, had, had her handmaiden, uh, had a son named Dan, and it was, uh, and which, he, which he has vindicated her. So I mean, last, Rachel's, that's Rachel's handmaiden. Last class, uh, Jacob arrived in Padnaram. He met Laban. Laban, uh, he went to work for Laban. Laban said, what do you want in your wages? And Jacob said, hey, I want, I'll work for you seven years to have your daughter, Rachel. Now, Rachel was the youngest daughter. Um, when seven years had passed, Laban gave Leah instead of Rachel to Jacob and claimed some nonsensical custom that really didn't have any bearing on it. He was a liar. He lied. Um, the, so the liar got lied to. Laban, yeah. Laban yeah. took advantage of Jacob where Jacob had been taking advantage of people in the past. And so... Jacob was obviously upset, and he told he confronted Laban about it. Laban made his lame excuse, and then Laban said, "Well, here you can take her, finish the bridal week with Leah, and then you can you can take Rachel." And so, but then you'll have to work another seven years, of course. Yeah. So Jacob did that. He finished the bridal week, took Rachel. Now, now the fighting has begun. God has seen Leah suffering, has opened her womb, and she has had multiple children, four, four children, yeah. um, all of them with names focused on herself and her situation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the final child named for the glory of God um, and his grace. And then Rachel being upset because she was barren. She was not able to have any children. We're seeing a theme though, right? Mm -hmm. Sarah was barren. Yeah. Rebecca was barren. Now Rachel is barren. We're seeing this this kind of theme. Um, Anyway, so she gave uh, Bilhah, her servant, to Jacob. Wow, we've seen that before with Abraham, yeah. and that's that's really where we left off. Bilhah has now had a child. So this there's is, four, there's so far there's three women involved. Three women: Leah, five Rachel, kids. and Bilhah, and, and five kids. Five kids. About with, to be more. With two different women. 
so yes. far with yes. two different women. Yes. This one, this one claims this child because this was her handmaid. Correct. This one has four children. That's right. Do you not think there is some there's some real look stuff going on in this house? Again, to borrow your vernacular, this is a train wreck with an airplane crashed on top of it, and it's not even done yet. No, it's not even done. There's no. about there's a space no. shuttle that's about to fall out of yeah. orbit on top of this yeah. thing. So. They said the other day that that some satellite or something of China is gonna is coming out of the sky and or some rocket. What's well, gonna land on these people? It's gonna land on these people. It's gonna land on these people. Yeah. So all right, so let's let's get into it verse seven. So Rachel's servant Bill had conceived again. So now she's gonna have a second son so now it's gonna be six kids and now it's gonna be six kids with three wives <laughs> well with two wives and a, a handmaiden right with two of the children okay, okay. Yes. so Rachel's servant bill had conceived conceived again and bore jacob a second son then rachel said i have had a great struggle with my sister and i have won so she named him naphtali we did talk about that last last time yeah and so she did. two sons both of these sons look at these sons names god has vindicated me he has listened to my plea and given me a son no, he gave your servant a son. <laughs> yes. You know, Sarah learned the difference, didn't she? Yeah, Rebecca, she did. Rebecca's going to, or excuse me, Rachel's going to learn the, uh, yeah. the difference as well. So when Leah saw this, that she stopped having children, oh my goodness, she took her servant Zilpah. Woman number four. Woman number four. And gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, what good fortune. Oh my God. <laughs> You know what this this reminds me of? Have you ever seen Have you ever seen those people who win the lottery? Uh-huh. You know they win the lottery and they're like, oh, I I've got such great fortune. I won the lottery, and then like ten years later, their lives are completely destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. come mean, unravel. It just completely yeah, because yeah. it's it's so much money. You know, it just completely <laughs> destroys people. Well, you know, she I, names him Gad. You know, I was just talking about this with with someone the the other day. You know, oftentimes we look at good things as blessings and we, and I, I, I was thinking about it and I said, you know, is wealth a blessing? Is it really a blessing or is it a test or is it both? You know, and I'm thinking about Jesus when he says, you know, it's easier for a rich man or it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into heaven. Right. I'm thinking about James who tells, tells the rich to, to mourn and weep over their wealth. Right. Um, and so I've, I've started to wonder, you know, is this like this lady here? What good fortune? And she names him Gad, right? Yeah, this is great. Which means good fortune. Right, it means good fortune, mm-hmm. right. But, you know, Rachel, oh, or I've been vindicated, all of these things, right? Now, look, children are always blessings, but these people are looking at it from the very wrong yes, perspective. Yes, they are. But do you don't think that the, that the, the, there's four women in this house. They got, there's, there's so far, there's children with three different women. We ain't got the no, wife number, the other one yet. She's going to have kids too yet. You don't think these kids are learning some stuff? Oh, man. And how I, far? Look, this text makes it seem like it's... No. But no, it's not. No. Uh-uh. It's, there's, I mean, look, each one of these pregnancies is nine Remember, months. It's 14 years it's going to go on here. Okay? The, these He's still... He's, had, he's having to work for 14 years. That's right. Okay? So there's going to be... The oldest one's going to be in his in his, be a teenager at some point. You don't think there's some there's some animosity, and there's some anger. Well, we're going to see. Yes, there is, and it's going to come out. Just wait. It will. Wow. 
All right, so Leah's servant, uh, Zilpah, bore Jacob a second son. Oh, so she bore him a, a one son. What good fortune That's named Gab. him Gad. I, I feel like I'm going back and read the same verses yeah. over again. In verse 12, Leah's servant, Zilpah, bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, how happy am I? I am. The woman will call me happy. So she named him Asher. <laughs> During wheat harvest. Oh, here we go. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the fields and found some mandrake plants. Now, Reuben... Is child number one. Child number one. With Leah. With Leah. Okay. That's and right. He's probably, you know, teenager maybe? Getting he's got, close. Got to be close. Close. He's got to be close. I mean, so he had three brothers, right? And then the the hand, the first handmaiden was given. She had two sons. The second handmaiden was given. She had two sons. Yeah, so but I those mean, are two sons. Two of those sons are with are Rachel's handmaiden. Right. Well, I understand that. But so... Between Reuben and these events, this guy has had... And we talked about this. Seven kids? Didn't we talk about this? About just... There was just two boys in my house. Had the same mother, same father. And we were at each other's throats all the time. We fought all the time. We talked about that, remember? Yes, yes. You talked about, you know... Yeah, yeah. yeah same mother, same father. Fought all the time, right? Can you, what, what do you think's going on here? They got three women, children from three different... You don't think they're... Man, oh man. We're, we're about to see what happens. Oh, Lord, have mercy. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the fields and found some mandrake plants, which he brought to his mother, Leah. Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Will you take my son's mandrakes too? Oh, Lord. So this has been... Do you see the festering wounds here? This has been and this has been going on, yeah, since the very beginning. Since the beginning. I mean, I mean, well, and... Now, and, you know, maybe before that. Because we talked about this. Leah is not the same as Rachel. That's right. All right? She knows that Jacob didn't want her. She knows that. She knows they had to trick him. Mm. Okay? She knows this. Mm. She, you know, I don't know if they had mirrors or whatever, but if she looks in the mirror, she knows that she wasn't appealing and wasn't attractive to him, attracted to him. Or he wasn't attracted to her. Because she's not a, pute, a pretty woman. Her sister, on the other hand, is. That could have been a problem way before Jacob come on the scene. There may have been issues already. We just don't know that. It doesn't tell us that. But I know what people, how people are. I know how it was in people that I've seen in my life and seen the chaos that huh. came because of, you know, split homes and one one. Children from different, you know, oh my gosh, it's terrible. The things that children will do and say to each other. You don't think she harbors some of this still? Then maybe that. Well, there's no question. That's, I mean, you know, she, this is exactly what her response is. It's it's like the go-to response, you know. It's it's like they've never buried the hatchet. She's got it in her hand. And as soon as her sister says something, I'm throwing the hatchet at yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what it is. You know, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? You know, and is she right Took to? Away, well, uh, is she right to feel that way? Well, yeah, probably because right? because how did she take him away? How did she take him away? Well, what does she say? She said she. Uh, what did she say? Where is it? Uh, Verse fifteen. Yeah, no. She says she says to him, "Give me children, or I'm gonna die." Oh, right. remember? Mm-hmm. You don't think that permeated through the house? Oh, right. Yeah. You don't think she's stomping around and moping around and aggravated and and causing Leah great great distress. Leah's got all these kids. And that's what Rachel wants. 
And so there's chaos here because, because there's animosity between the two of them. And now here, now you stole my husband. You know, well, how, how did you steal? You stole my husband because you're beautiful. You stole my husband because you stomp around like a child begging for, you know, begging for something your husband can't give you. He's tried. You, you don't think he hadn't tried? We talked about that last week. You know, he didn't, like he didn't sleep with her. He slept with her because he loved her. Remember, he kissed her and started crying. He loved her so much. You know, they had to trick him to, to sleep with Leah. Mm. <laughs> I've never run across a family this bad. Mm. But they've got, they seem like they pile one train wreck on top of another train wreck. When you start giving them handmaidens to sleep with, you can, well, look at what happens here. Well, and it almost, you know, it reminds me of what God tells the Israelites later where he says, I'll punish the iniquity of the fathers up to the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. This is the third generation. And look at Abraham's sin. It's been compounded, right? Mm-hmm. You know, him where Sarah said, here, take Hagar, right? Yeah. And we'll fulfill God's plan that way. And so we now we've seen and two. The, and, that, and that sin has permeated the world ongoing and that's what happens sometimes well and that's and that goes all the way back to the garden you know and we, sure. we've talked about this quite a bit lately you know satan sits down and he's saying he whispers in our ear you know better yeah you know better yeah you don't listen to and you. we listen, don't to, listen to god and you know listen. better yeah we and then our and this is what happens our lives become train wrecks yeah. with an airplane and a satellite and, 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 and more and more trains and the, they, they forgot to tell the other train stop coming and so another train plows into it, and then another train, and pretty soon you got this massive of of chaos and massive death and destruction, and and you wonder, well, how did that start? Well, it started with a grandpa that said something or did something to a child at some point, and it started this this snowball rolling down a hill, and we got people watching that they they know exactly the snowball still rolling. And this is their lives. Yeah, it is. This I know this was mine. Yeah. Well, here we go. I mean, I didn't have four wives and eight. Well, kids, now look but... what's coming. We're All not right. done yet. We're not we, done we yet. We got a lot more to go yet. What? So, so okay. So backtrack a little bit. Reuben, oldest son, went out, found mandrakes. Mandrakes are an aphrodisiac. That's in their culture. They believe mandrakes are an aphrodisiac. Well, so. what I want to know is, is how did Reuben know to go look for them? Or how did he know what they were? Somebody talking? Now yes. you've got a Now you've got a child being talked you know, I don't, and I don't know well, that much. Well, and it might be, it might be difficult to to not see that in this family. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, to not, you know, I mean, what, this you is because this is obviously the common fight: who's having more kids for Jacob, right? This is the fight that everybody's having, and it's been going on for well, years. And maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't know that about mandrakes. I don't know what what's. I, I've not studied that. So it, let's say that's true. Well. Was there was there an issue going on with Leah and between her and her children because because uh, she quit having children and and Jacob didn't want to have anything to do with her anymore. Mm. You see, didn't want to have anything to do with her anymore, and she blames it on Rachel because Rachel's beautiful and she's not. Rachel don't have any children, and you know she's had four children, and and uh, and she's not. You know, <coughs> I mean, having children takes a toll on you anyway. Right. As a, as a human being, mm-hmm. but when you live in that culture, you don't think. Having children took a real toll on them. Sure did. I don't know. Well, I and I, you know, maybe they had they didn't have any of the of the facilities, medical facilities we have today. Any of the testing. While it was more, just just based on what I what I understand, I, my opinion on on it, and this, and we're dealing with opinions at this point. Mm-hmm. Just we're thinking. Um, 
I would say that it, it was obviously it was more dangerous to have children. You know, women died in childbirth, and you know, if the, the baby wasn't positioned correctly in the womb, then that then that was always a possibility. But as far as recovery from it, it's very possible that the way they they practice this, the way they practice childbirth in the past, and things of that nature, they probably recovered a lot better. I, I know that. I know even back in the fifties and sixties they did. I know they did. I, I know that my grandmother, my grandmother had four or five kids, and well, my, my my grandmother on the other side had thirteen. Well, and the large family size, number one, and then a- anecdotally, I've heard that you know, it, women would have the baby and continue moving on. You know, yeah. they, they wouldn't, they didn't yeah. need time to recover yeah. and things of that nature. So, you know, it was a much more agrarian society. It was much, it was more, there was a lot more physical labor and physical work yeah. um, than our society today. You know, um, so I would say for sure that that while yes, having children does have a toll on you, maybe not to the extent that we would surmise from our culture. Today. I know that every child, we had three, and every child was different. Sure. Uh, every pregnancy was different. Sure. Not dangerous, just different. You know, I mean, one's bigger than the other, one's smaller than the other. They're just different. Well, we had we had our three kids almost back to back, and I know by the time we were done, my wife looked at me and said, I'm not having any more. I'm done. Yeah, yeah my, wife, <laughs> Very clear. my wife tried for a little girl. We had Paul. She said, I'm done. I'm done. You know, I, I, I don't want to do this. You know, if I try again, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to have another boy. No, I'm, I'm doing it. She said, raising four boys now, because she, you know, you know raising when you. we all got together, it was like four little boys in the house. I mean, we, we, we made her life miserable. We did. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was not Mother, chaos. We just had a lot of fun. Mother, Mother's Day is, for us, Mother's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we had, we had, a, we had a lot of fun. Good. Especially when Paul started getting, because Paul's a, you know Paul, he's a, he's a, he's a hoot. And he was, he'd been a hoot his whole life. I mean, when he was a little baby, he was a hoot. I've, I've heard him and Hannah are very similar. Oh my gosh. Hannah's a, Hannah's a, Hannah's a dead ringer for him. <laughs> they are going to have their hands full. And he, and you know what? He deserves what he's going to get. He deserves what he's going to get. He does. Because well, she is going to, she's going to make him, she's going to make him wish he hadn't been born. <laughs> turn it back to the text. So in verse 16. <laughs> Uh, oh, very well. So it wasn't enough, right? So Leah is upset um, about, she throws that axe at, at Rachel and says, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband in verse 15? Will you take my son's mandrakes too? Very well, Rachel said, he can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. Right, that's wonderful. So when Jacob came so in- So now they're selling their husband. Mm, that's right. And he's going to listen to it too. You know, that- Well-, well. So in verse 16, so when Jacob came in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. You know. (laughs) You know, know, I've got one wife in my house. I got one woman in my house. You know. At some point, just just say no, dude. Like, step up. No, you can't. You don't understand. You know, we went through this this nonsense down the office the other day, remember? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I'm not even gonna say what we were talking about. There you know, there's some things that I know that when, that when a woman speaks, you just Yes sir. Yes ma'am. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, he at some point he's gotta step up here and say He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't learn. No. You know, and what we need to learn from, from him is is, you know, you it's not gonna go you just say okay. Okay, because it yeah, you got four women in your house. You ceased to have any input a long time ago. You know, but it reminds me a lot of Adam and Eve. 
because mm-hmm. Eve says, here, take. And Adam goes, okay. <laughs> Stop saying okay. Stop. At some point, you know, your wife comes to you and says, here, sleep with this one. No, we're not doing that. He's a guy. Remember what I said last week? Stop it. What did I tell you? He's a pig. I understand, but still. Like, it's like you see this chaos going on around you inside your own house. Men, step up. Lead your family. Yeah. Yeah. This is a failure of leadership right here. Yes, it is. God did not look at, God did not look at Eve and say, Eve, you're going to be the head over the the uh, the creation, and you're going to be all these things. He looked at Adam, and he said it. You could ask me. You know the question you could ask me? Hmm. Have you ever seen a family where the wife was in charge, where the wife was in control? I'm not talking about when, when a woman's in a spiritual sense and she has to be. She has no choice. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about when, when a wife has a personality where she dominates that family, that it, that it went well. Never. Never. It always turns to chaos. Always. You know, they may stay together, but, but, and, and you just watch it and you watch it unfold and you know what's going to happen. You know it's going to turn chaotic because it's not the way God intended for it to be. God intended for the man to be, to to lead his, to be the spiritual head of the household. Absolutely. And to lead them spiritually. Now, I understand when a woman, we have women here that are, are great. I mean, just pillars. I mean, you know, you see, you see Carmen McGuire. Carmen McGuire is a is the sweetest, kindest, most sensitive, and she had to be the spiritual leader well, in her own. I mean, look at look at Betty. Mm-hmm. You know, we just but she didn't. But she had a husband who got killed. And no, I understand that, but I'm saying she she was a woman, but she was a spiritual pillar in this. Oh body. yeah, absolutely. You know, women just because God intends within the marriage dynamic for men to be the spiritual head of the household, that doesn't relegate women to second class no it does far from it no far from and roy never did that with his wife. well and it's like it's like saying my head is is my head is head over my hand like my head is better than my hand no my head is my head my hand is my hand i want both and i need both yes we are and you know ephesians paul makes it very clear we are one flesh that's right and this is a mystery that that is that helps us understand the body the body of Christ itself. But we are one flesh. We should. It's Satan that comes in and says, "Oh, you see that? You hear that? They said they said that husbands are supposed to be the spiritual heads. You gotta you you. You gotta be in submission. That's that's yeah. uh you, you gotta, that's downplaying women. Yeah. No, it's not. We are one flesh, different parts of the body. But it's all you know that my head doesn't look at my foot and go, ah, my stupid foot." No, my head looks at my foot and goes, I love my foot. I need my foot. I need my thumbs. I need my big toe. I need all these things. These are important to me. I want both my ears and both my eyes and my nose. I want all of my body. Christ is the same way. And husbands, we we can't, we have to, yes, we have to spiritually lead our church. Sometimes we've got to stand up and we've got to look at our wives and we've got to say, not doing that. That's dangerous. Imagine if Adam had looked at Eve and and said. And when it really works well is when the wife sometimes says, maybe we should not do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is both it, for both people our responsibilities independently. For the husband, the, your primary responsibility is to glorify God in your lives. For the wives, your primary responsibility is to glorify glorify God in your life. 
And the very next responsibility for husbands is to make sure God is glorified in his wife's life. That's right. And wives, your very next, excuse me, responsibility is for husbands to glorify God in their lives. That's right. And then your very next responsibility is to any children you are blessed with to help them raise up, to be grow up, to glorify God in their lives. That's exactly right. That's what it is. That's it's an exactly entire right. family focused on glorifying our God. And it and it's uh, and you see, you see so much chaos in the world today chaotic lifestyles and you know what you see you see families that are split apart busted up wives in control wives dominating husbands husbands not not fulfilling their role as a spiritual guide and leader in their home it and it's and it and it turns it turns it it can turn a family into something that doesn't even resemble the family that God intended. You want to know why our society is in chaos today? Yeah, because of the, because of the destruction of the family. Because of the destruction of the family. Yep. Because we have fathers who won't stick around and lead their families. Mm-hmm. We have wives who are left holding the bucket. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Yep. And we have a government that pays for it all. Yeah. Through us. Yep. It's horrible. And nobody says, you know, here we're saying it. Hey, the problem with society today and everything we see is the family's been destroyed. That's right. 100%. And they're making, they're passing legislation to keep destroying the family, and you know, and here we are, you know, wondering how come we're in such a mess. It's because the families are all all broken. Last last statistic I looked at, uh, I want to say it was from the department, one of the federal departments, maybe the Bureau, Census Bureau, in blacks, seventy percent in black in with black families, seventy percent of children are raised without a father in the household. Mm-hmm. In whites and Hispanics, I think it's somewhere around 30 40%, maybe even 50%. It's probably higher than that now. I mean, guys, look, you know, one of these things is not like the other. What what, what keeps happening? What, what is the common denominator among all – I don't care what color you are among – in our entire culture, what is the common denominator for families that are train wrecks? Dads are gone. Dads are gone. Or and some of the other ones you have, dads are gone, and then sometimes dads – Will not pick up the leadership role, and the mothers have to do it, and the wives have to do it, and they and they lead, and and it's and it's it's a recipe for disaster. God said, "I'm gonna put a plan plan in place. This is how it works." That's right. And He said, right. "And I'm gonna design this family after the relationship I'm gonna have with the church." That's right. He didn't do it the other way around. He said, "He said this is how the church is gonna work." Go read and Ephesians. This, yeah, go read go Ephesians. Read Ephesians and chapter this is five the, and chapter six. He said, "I'm going to pattern the family after the church." That's right. And and then we looked at it and said, "Oh, that don't make any sense. It don't make any sense." You know, I I know what's better. My wife doesn't love me anymore. She doesn't want. She you know she wanted all these kids. We'll let her have all these kids. And he and he bolts. You won't pay child support. You won't 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 be a part of his family his kid's life. Or or you have a wife now now. You even having now there's more the dynamic is you're having women that are cutting and running and leaving guys. I mean, I know we've got guys here that well, are single women, parents. Women that are turning to abortion. Oh yeah, are turning to abortion. Yeah. You know, I heard a, a lady speak last night and uh she mentioned that the greatest killer in the the black community is abortion. Mm-hmm. It's claims it, like two hundred and fifty thousand children, I think she said a, a year or a month. I can't I can't recall uh, probably what a month. the time. It's it's ridiculous, and, and you know. And then on the other hand, they say, "Well, marriage is not that important. We just live <laughs> together." You know what the what the I don't know if the seventy percent seventy. I thought I heard it was seventy five. If you cohabitate, yeah, okay, seventy five percent will not make it. Yeah. They will not stay together. You got a you got a one in 
in four champs Look, of making it. If you're out there and you're in one of those situations, you, you have our deepest sympathy. And, you know, I can only imagine what it's like. Um, I know for me and my household, we were on that way. We were heading in that direction when God called me. Mm-hmm. And it made the big – submitting myself to him and just patterning my life after what God says, what we see in the book, has made all the difference in my life. And it can make all the difference in your life. So if you're out there and you're wondering, you're looking around at chaos just like this. And we're not even done. We're no, not even done. This is no, this is going to keep going. No, it's going to get— it's But go- if you're looking at the chaos in your life and you're saying, I, you know, looking at all these issues that got you there, you need to understand that God can take the chaos in your life and he can sort it out. But you've got to let him and you've got to start doing well, the things that he's asked we you to were, do. We studied with a, a young couple. And we told both of them. We started staying with the guy first, and we started. Then we, the, the, then the wife said, "You know, I want to be a part of this too." And we told him from the very beginning, "We don't fix broken." We asked him, "And we're not it, here. Is, we're not here to no, fix your wife." No, and and we and we're not here to fix broken. We're here to take you to the one that can. That's right. That's all we can do. We can't fix broken. We we're not in the, in the broken fixing fixing business. Well, and we made sure, and we also made it very clear from the get go that, you know. This is not a problem with your wife. No. You've got a problem. Yeah. And you you need to focus on your problem and, first. And he bought into it. And she saw it. And she said, I want a part of it. And we told her the same thing. When she started, we told her the same thing. We don't fix broken. And you say this is broken. You're broken. The marriage is broken. Well, we can't fix it. But we can take you to the one that can. That's right. And you know what's happened? It's what's fixed. happened? It's he's getting fixing fixed. It. He's, he's fixing it. The father's fixing it. The father's <laughs> fixing it. Yeah. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he's he's doing a way better job than we could have done. It's amazing what happens when you take a step back and you say, you know what, Father? There you go. Yeah. I, I can't do this. He can't do this. But Father, you can do this. Yeah. And the father goes, Well, well yeah, I can. Watch me. Yeah. Because I've been doing it forever. Amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing to be a part of it and watch it. It is. It's amazing for this church because this church knows this couple. And it and and it's been amazing for this for this church to see that couple, and how dramatic the the experience has been. And and we've told them it's like this. It's going to be like this. It could be up and down. When you turn your focus to this, to the mm-hmm. word, mm-hmm. and you say, Father, Absolutely. you know what? I'm done. Mm-hmm. I can't fix what's broken in my life, but you can. And I'm going to come to your word, and I'm going to start putting it into practice. I'm going to learn it and put it into practice. It's amazing what happens. It's amazing yep. what he can do with you. Yep. He can take this chaos, and he's going to do that. We're yep. going to get to the point in this story. You know, he promised Abraham, you know, and we're, we're probably done for tonight, but he promised Abraham, I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth through you. Yep. And ultimately, that promise is fulfilled in Christ, but we see it fulfilled before that. Mm-hmm. We see it fulfilled through Joseph. Well, it's and it's and and it's going to, the, the, the perpetuation of this, promise has already been fulfilled because the one part the one there's one here that's already been born mm-hmm. that, that 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 this is going to the seed line is going to well carry he's through. going to he says I, I you're going to bless the entire earth well when the famines hit because of joseph and because of joseph's position in egypt he does bless the entire earth yes there are does. entire nations that survive because of the steps that yes. egypt takes but that's not what he's talking he's talking not, about spiritually there is a there is a ultimate fulfillment of prophecy and the, the ultimate fulfillment of prophecy and that promise is Christ. I, I think it's good for us to, to, to navigate through these things and find these texts where, where you see the, the, 
the, the brokenness of the family. You see the brokenness of people because that's what people are experiencing now. We got people wa- going to be watching. They'll watch this thing. I mean, this thing will be out there for a long time. And somebody's going to watch it now, maybe a, a month, and two months, three months from now and say, they must have been talking about me. They must have known about me. No, we didn't. We just know that, the, that in general, th- this is what's going on in the world. Every single one of us has a choice. We can listen to the lies that Satan tells us. He sits down, he whispers in our ear, you know better. And we can listen to that and listen to that and listen to that. And you know the chaos it causes. You know the destruction in your own life that it's caused. Or we can turn and listen to what God has to say. And we can start listening to him, allowing him to call the shots and put what he has said into practice. And I want to challenge you, if you're out there tonight and your life is filled with this chaos, I want to challenge you. Pick up a book and start reading. Start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Start reading the Gospels. Start getting to know Jesus and start doing what Jesus asks you to do. Yeah. And see if it doesn't start making a change in your life. You know, and, we, and we're not done yet. You know, we're, there's still more coming. You know, and if you think, well, she's been really good tonight or he's been really good today or, or it, it, it really hasn't, there hasn't been a problem in a, in a bit, it won't stop. You know, the chaos doesn't stop. It doesn't until somebody says, you know what? I got to put God into this mix. Now, you may, you may right the ship. The guy may leave. The woman may leave. You raise the kids and everything. Everybody looks healthy. But sometime down the road, it's going to unravel itself again in somebody's life. Some a little girl that watched all of this down the road is going to have her own children. It's going to unravel in her life. You, you will experience, you know, we, we get what we, what we get. I mean, we, we earn the things that we, we fight for all of our lives. You fight for the chaos and we get it. Paul People, says in Galatians, you reap what you sow. That's if exactly you, right. If you sow and toward it, sin, you will reap. You may not get it in your life, but it will happen in somebody's life down the road. Sometime, someplace, it'll happen. You know, and that's happened in our life. We've seen it happen, you know, before, and and here we are. We happened again. This guy, he's not done. God's not done with his family. There's more kids to be born, and there's more chaos coming still. And it's impressive, though, that even though all of this chaos is happening, God is using it. Absolutely. To bring good. And that's, he can do it. You and I are sitting here. People are watching. You know, we got God in the next room, got in the next room that that are here because. God has has fulfilled his promise through this through this through this family family through this family you think think he can do some great stuff in your family huh turn it over to him decide I'm going to start living for him and I'm going to do what he tells me to do I'm going to hold on to what Jesus says when you read those books what I'm saying listen to what Jesus is saying watch what he does watch how he treats other people how he treats the people around and look at what he's there for and then hold on to the teaching that, that he said and open your heart up to it. Open your heart up to the truth. Quit listening to what Satan tells you. Satan's telling you that nobody matters but you. And that's garbage. Yep. That everybody else is lying, but you are telling yourself the truth. How's that working for you? Hadn't worked yet. Why would it work now? Why would it keep working? Because it ain't worked yet. So let's pray. Father, thank you for, for the opportunity we've had to look at this text. This is, this is a truly an amazing family that you're using, and it, and it covers all the, the, the problems that our world today is seeing. 
the chaos in family, the chaos in between husbands and wives and girlfriends, and it's just it's amazing to see you work. You're gonna how you're gonna work. We know how you're gonna work through this family. We know the good that's gonna happen eventually through this family. Cole and I are sitting here as prime examples. You know the families we've talked about are prime examples of the good that is gonna happen through the through your fulfilling of promise through this family. Bless us, Father, as we move forward. Help our audience to learn and to grow and to not be afraid to apply the things they learn to their lives. Thank you, Father, for them. And, uh, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.